0: Welcome to Smart Parent Successful Students Podcast. I'm your host, Helen Panos. I run a tutoring company for K-12 through students who need help with reading, math, writing, study skills, ACT, SAT, prep, and more. My tutors work both virtually and in person. We specialize in really getting to know your kids and helping them thrive. I was a teacher and leader in a Georgia school system for 25 years, I saw what worked and what didn't. And there are definitely some gaps that teachers can't touch, which is why our tutors are so important. Teachers can only do so much. I'm here to bridge that gap between parents and teachers to help your kids become successful in school and beyond. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Smart Parents Successful Students podcast. And I have a different guest with me today. Her name is Michelle Mehta. Nice to to have you on the show, Michelle. I'm so glad you could join us.
1: Thank you so much, Helen, for a wonderful opportunity. I'm so excited to meet with you and also your fellow audience and listeners. So thank you so much for having me on here.
0: Well, I know you're going to provide a lot of value, so uh, we're going to get started. I know you're a confidence expert at Give Michelle Matta Coaching. Yes. And that's easy for people to remember because it's right named after your name. <laughs> um, and I know people can uh, find you on Facebook and on LinkedIn. And and you can say that again near the end of the show. Yes. But I am going to give you all a brief description of Michelle's uh, credentials. She's a TEDx speaker, international bestselling author and confidence expert. She speaks to teens and women all over the country about overcoming peer pressure, bullying, and low self-worth by increasing their confidence to live a life they fully love and admire themselves every day. Uh, Yahoo Finance named her as one of the top 11 female coaches to follow in 2021. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, so, very good. Congratulations. An awesome Thank accomplishment. You. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. So, you know, your journey and how you got to where you are today and why you got into coaching.
1: Absolutely. It's one of those things where you have this desirable passion. And my desirable passion was to help people for the right reasons, because my career right out of college started off with sales and marketing. And sometimes in some organizations, sales means you sell other people's products and services against the customer's will. And I had that happen to me multiple times, I was working at an organization called Wells Fargo. And about a decade ago, they were forcing us to open up fake accounts for people to hit their numbers. And that to me was a soul sucking experience, especially because I was looking for value outside of me instead of looking for value inside of me. At the age of 16, I was molested by a a family member and that really shaped my entire reality to lose all of my self-worth, all of my self-esteem. And I start looking for value outside of me instead of inside of me. Because we get so programmed by the society of how we should live life that normally asks us how we want to live life.
0: Mm-hmm. And it
1: wasn't until after experiencing a couple layoffs and figuring out who I am after seeking therapy and going to counseling that I realized what my actual strengths are and how to monetize those strengths. And those strings came about positivity, leadership, compassion, and at the end of the day, passion. And passion for the love of people for the right reasons, because that was something that was not an in integrity with me when I was working at these corporations. And in 2019, I was in front of a hundred middle school kids between the ages of 11 to 14. And I asked them, how many of you have evil voices inside of your heads? Every single hand went up Helen, And at that point, I realized I needed to change my entire coaching program to focus on these kids because I was coaching women at that time. And I've been coaching women for a few years now at this point. And I thought, if I don't speak up for these kids, I'm not going to be able to speak up for anybody because these kids need us more than ever. And losing my self-worth and esteem at the age of 16, I saw what cycle it brought me. And then I asked a follow-up question to these hundred kids, and I said, what are these voices telling you? And they said, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not loved. I'm overweight. And I thought if they carry on these voices into their high school career, into their college career, and into a career outside of education system, they're gonna set themselves up for mediocrity rather than ownership of who they actually are. And at that point I called up my business coach and I said, we're shifting gears immediately. I need to be the voice for these kids. I need to let them know that there's hope, there's faith, and there's official unconditional love available to them if they choose to see it. And that's how I became a confidence expert and a voice for teenagers to allowing them to know that life is truly beautiful. If they step out of their reality that they're telling themselves on a daily basis. So that's kind of how it started.
0: Wow. That's powerful. I love your passion. And you know, I, I love middle school students since all my career has been teaching middle school students. Yeah. so That's, that's amazing. We need to have more people like you around uh, there, Michelle. Yes, that's for sure. I wish we could just add you into the curriculum.
1: I'm <laughs> <laughs> well, to re-enter because I'm 30, I'm in my 30s. And so for me to remember what it was like to be a 16 year old or a 14-year-old or even an 18-year-old is like it was yesterday because I don't have any other layers of other people around me. I'm not married, I don't have a spouse, right? I don't ha- I'm not in a relationship, I don't have any kids. And so it allows me to still remember remind myself of how what my journey looked like. Mm-hmm. Right. And a lot of times these kids are around people who are in their late 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s, and they've forgotten what it was like to be a teenager. So I feel like I offer that perfect blend of. I understand all the chaos that's happening on social media. And I also understand where your parents are coming from, where they have no idea what's going on in social media. I understand what's happening in the video game world. Like I have the field of both, right? The mm-hmm. adult world as well as the kids world. And so it's a perfect blend for me to just let them know that I get it, you know, and I don't get it just by saying I get it. I get it because I physically feel like I'm still living that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. So, yeah,
1: you are right there in the middle. <laughs> That's terrific. (laughs) You could be the mediator between the two for sure. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) And and you're out of California, correct? I am out of California. I've been born and raised in Southern California. Um, Never left. You know, I've traveled a couple places outside the U.S. and around the U.S., but I've never left Southern California. It's been my home for 30 plus years. I
0: invite you to come to Atlanta and visit sometime. Absolutely, (laughs) would love to. would love to. (laughs) So let's uh, jump into some of the questions I know we've talked about. Um, What is the number one tool that you can use to connect with your kids without them getting, or I guess parents to connect with their kids without them getting defensive or shutting down?
1: Absolutely. I love the fact of you ask questions based on curiosity. That means you ask questions on who, what, when, where, and how. And you stay away from the last W, which is the why question. Because (laughs) all along, we've been told, you know, questions with why are we doing this? And why are you doing that? And all of a sudden, people shut down. There's a wall in front of them because you're asking for a justification for a behavior. Mm. And the only time a why question is allowed, I would say, or is permitted is when you're looking to dig deeper for a particular problem. So for example, a lot of coaches use the why question to figure out why is that goal so important to them? Why is it to lose weight? Well, because I wanna look good. Well, why is it important to look good? Well, because I don't feel confident. Why is it important to look confident? And So at that point you wanna ask the why question to get deeper into the root cause of a problem. But if you start off a question with why, why are you not doing your homework? The answer is gonna be because I don't feel like it. And boom, that (laughs) wall comes down right or why are you playing video games for 17 hours of the day well because i want to and all of a sudden that wall comes down so the idea is to ask who are you playing the games with what allows you to continue to play so long right how is this impacting your life all of a sudden you're allowing them to share their opinion versus you coming from a form of attack so well, the is who what when where and how and stay away from the why.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because you know, I don't know if you know this. I'm a language arts teacher and so it's the five W's and the H, but <laughs> no why. <laughs> You're right though. They they're defensive if you ask the why, because they're waiting for it, right? So and then how are they gonna answer? Exactly the way you don't want them to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, middle school students are smart like that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. A special message from Dynamis Learning Academy. We met Michael's mom this week and she complained that Michael has been having trouble for about four years in school. No matter what she did, she couldn't help him and it didn't work. In fact, it would backfire and they would fight. At Dynamis Learning Academy, we do not advocate that parents try to bridge the gap between what they learn at school and what the children should be learning. We do that instead by providing a specific tutor for your child's individual needs. Don't wait until your child is so far behind that it's impossible for them to recover. Reach out to Dynamis Learning Academy today to learn more about our customized tutoring solutions. We can be reached at 770-282-9931. Thank you. What are, what are the best questions to ask your kids to start communicating effectively? We got to open up these lines of communications, especially nowadays, right? After the last two years, kids are like keeping to themselves. I just had a guest that I was speaking with yesterday and we were talking about uh, them opening up to people and mentors and things like that. Mm -hmm. So what are the best questions to ask them then if, if, if parents are not really, you know. They're not supposed to use the why <laughs> well,
1: sit down with them, right? Instead of coming from a place of I'm a parent and you're a child and having that program of they're doing something wrong, step away and say it from their perspective. They're on their phones. They're talking to people or they're on the front of the TV or a computer playing video game. Sit next to them and be like, hey, what is it that you're doing? Can you teach me? Can you show me? Because I don't wanna be a parent right now. I wanna know what's, what you're all about. I noticed that a lot of kids are talking about this, but are you really playing that game? Or are you playing something else? What kind of excitement does this bring you? And you sit with them from a friendlier perspective versus the angry adult that walks around and you know the grumpy adult that walks around. And then the kids are noticing that if you're open, they're also gonna open. But if you're grumpy, they're going to feed off of that grumpy energy and they're just going to keep turning their shoulders away and not want to communicate with you. So come to a place of get curious, right? There's a show called Curious George and it's about a monkey. And uh, (laughs) I was like, curious George when I was younger, come from that perspective. You are that monkey, right? You want to get into all sorts of things. Come from that curiosity energy come from a place of lighthearted energy and really just sit down with your kids and say I just want to know what you're doing not from because you're in trouble but just so I can learn because kids are our future generation and they know a lot more than we as adults think we they know and sometimes they could give us information that we may never even knew or know how to do it so it's important that we come from a place of openness. Mm
0: -hmm openness, love. Yeah, I agree with you there. i you know, going into homes, I hear a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. So to my tutors, it's it's a little different than when I was a teacher and we weren't in the homes, right? It's just what we see at school, but then they operate differently really when they're around their friends. But right. then we always wonder as teachers, wow, I wonder what's going on in that household because the way the children talk in a conference sometimes, is just, mm, you know, you're just wondering. Yeah, there's a communication. Definitely. I, I get a lot of calls from parents and they'll say, yeah, I know how to teach this, but they're not going to listen to me. We need you yeah. guys to come in here. The, they block you out. I, I, I've watched this um, when I'm tutoring just this summer. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly. They Don't do this. Why are you doing that? You know better than that.
1: <laughs> right. And sometimes they don't. Sometimes they physically cannot see it. right because they're so caught up in looking at the same problem over and over and over again that that's all they see and all of a sudden just mumble jumbled words inside of their brains and if the parent comes from an outside perspective it's so it's about the tonality that you use with them it's about when you have when you're approaching the kids come with open hands don't do your cross shoulders like that keep your palms open keep your body open Right. So that that's open energy, because if you come in all closed up, they're going to sense that and they're automatically going to feel like they're in trouble and they're going to shut down. Right. Mm -hmm. So come from a place of openness, come from a place of smile versus that angry face. Right. Come from (laughs) a place of like, I really just want to help you versus you're doing something wrong. Like there's two different energies when you come from that. Right.
0: So it's tough. I'll say (laughs) I mean, I'm not a parent myself, but I've seen a lot of parenting. I've seen a lot of kids. I've taught for 25 years and more. And I'll say I get I give a lot of credit to parents. It's tough. You got to really, you do have to kind of reverse maybe the way you were brought up or the way you think that's how you should talk to them and try just a different approach. And, and oh. you, may, you have to stop and pause and think about how did that just come out of my mouth? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, it, it's tough. I know everybody's tired and you know they're working hard and they got a family to deal with and multiple children at times. And 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 you know, like you were saying, they may not realize the um they're doing something because, well, there's always the disability aspect of exactly. things too. And and I see this a lot. And I think parents think, but they know that. I don't understand why they're not doing that. Well, have you thought about this? You know, right. something else might be going on and they can't, you know, they can't help themselves in, in right. changing it. So I know it's tougher when it's your own child to accept that something else may be going on.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Expectation, right? We as a society have put so many expectations on other people that we all a not expect them to all start running when they have just started to learn how to like move their hands and legs. They don't know how to crawl yet. Yeah, we expect them to go full speed running and that's also sometimes that we have to take a step back and be like, ask ourselves, what was it like to be a five-year-old, a 10-year-old, a 15-year-old, right? Did you expect to know everything? Yeah, probably because that's how you were trained. But it's a new generation. It's a new decade. It's a new life, new opportunities to come from a place of newness versus the oldness that's what we've been trained with.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, And
1: that's why I like to work with parents and teenagers. I offer complimentary sessions to parents anytime I'm in a coaching conversation with the child because it's a growing aspect of the whole family. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's nice to have everybody on the same page growing together. And that's why we have people that are coaches and counselors and therapists to help people mold themselves into a new way, into a new way of looking
0: at things Mm -hmm. and i know there's a lot of information out there for parents and it can be overwhelming um but that's why that's why i like to bring on great experts and and people like yourself that i know you you can help parents and, and do a great job at it um so what are some techniques you use or do do people use to automatically boost their confidence? I guess we're talking more in terms of their kids' confidence. Right, well course. even
1: parents need confidence By too. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I may not need to admit that, but hey. <laughs> well, so one of the things is I always tell people is you have to know what you want. You gotta make that decision to decide what you want. What is it that you want for yourself? What is it that you want for your child? What does the child want for themselves as well? Right so deciding the factor, what is it that they want. Second thing is you have to create a program where you're able to achieve it to believe it. See, in order to achieve it, you have to believe it in order to believe it, you have to achieve it, they kind of go hand in hand. Because you don't if you have an idea like I want to be the next astronaut, but if you don't even know if you're so scared of uh, the fear of heights that may not be able to make that there because you'll need to get out of space to fly over your destination. So you have to believe that fear of whatever you're having and find out solutions to overcome that fear. Mm -hmm. All right. And then the third thing is you must have positive self-talk. And those are the I am statements. I am confident. I'm strong. I I'm mm-hmm. beautiful. I am sexy. I'm handsome. I'm proud. I'm, you know, all of those. I am statements. even I, I am proud is equivalent to, I am stupid in our minds. Mm-hmm. I am statements are powerful for who we are as ourselves. And I am statements shape our soul and it shape our rea- reality. So if you're walking around feeling, I'm not good enough, guess what? You are not going to be good enough. But if you say that I'm confident, you're going to be confident in whatever you're doing. So pay attention to the words that you're telling yourself and have that positive self-talk in the mirror. Because if you really want to be that superstar astronaut, you got to tell yourself, I'm a superstar astronaut. I'm not afraid of heights.
0: <laughs> and I won't be an astronaut because I would not go
1: into space. <laughs> right? But that's something that, you know, people can have, right? Like I want to be a teacher. I want to help as many people that I can, right? And you start off with, I'm the best teacher that the world needs, right? So you can start off with sentences and mind shifts that will automatically help you be the best version of yourself.
0: I've always said if kids could just gain some extra self-confidence, that would definitely make a big difference in like ones that don't like to do math, for instance. They've they've told themselves they're awful in math. They, they think they can't get over that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> in that, uh, writing, writing blocks. I call them writing blocks, right? I'm like, oh no, you could do this. You just, you know, you just need some practice. You need some direction mm-hmm. and you're going to see how this comes alive. I mean, I've seen it. I've gotten a kid who I would have never thought in a million years that he had no creativeness in him at all. I was trying to get him in the gifted program and I did, but man, did he not have, A creative bone in his body yet he could be on a computer and put music and words and all this stuff together at a first grade level i mean he just doesn't
1: he doesn't see how the two go together it's amazing it's it's (laughs) funny because i was told my entire life i'm not creative enough because my mom was the artist of the family the embroiderer of the family the you know, could put fabrics together and make outfits of the family. And here I am, can't even draw in a straight line, let alone cut in a straight line, <laughs> but let alone, like color between the lines, right? And here I am, I'm an author of multiple books and put two and two together that writing is actually art. But sometimes we forget what type of art is art. Just mm. because you're drawing doesn't mean you're not writing right and so it's just offering a different perspective of what actually art looks like art could also be dancing singing writing coloring painting embroidery all, sticking, kinds. all kinds of things the way we put our thoughts together is creative as well right people talk out of metaphors people talk out of um you know like different sentence structures that's also creative right mm-hmm. the way you use the tone is creativity so there's Arts all around us, it's up to us if we want to see it or not. That's true, I agree. So um, what is, uh, so
0: I know you have a, um, a, a offer for our audience that they can, a way for them to reach you. What's the best way for them to reach you? And I know you have a free offer, a free
1: gift. Absolutely, go ahead and find me on social media. I My handles across LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook is at I am, my name, Michelle Mehta. So that's I-A-M-M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-M-E-H-T-A. So you can go ahead and find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Feel free to connect with me. I also have a website, michellemehta.com, and I am offering a success guide, 10 Tips to Motivate Your Teenager for Success. And this basically is about communication. It's about creating positive energy inside of your household. It also teaches about how to react to certain incidents that happen in our life. There are some things that we can't control like an event, such as the pandemic. How you react to the pandemic is gonna determine the outcome. So there are different hands-on tools in this guide. I highly recommend it for any type of a parent um, any type of a child, just creating that family bonding. And I also have a brand new book out called Friday. Monday is a new Friday. Monday is a new Friday. <laughs> that's awesome. And yeah. Yeah. And it's basically about celebrating your week's success. And that's also available on my website as well.
0: Awesome. And all of that um, is going to be on the podcast notes. So audience, you don't have to memorize that. You will see it in the links. <laughs> so, but definitely reach out to Michelle. She can definitely uh, have a conversation with you guys. And um, I appreciate you sharing these secrets to successful, confident students today with us, Michelle. I, I really, appreciate you taking the time to come on our, our show and, and share with our parents
1: as well. Absolutely. And I think I just remember the, the words are so crazy. The real title of my book is Friday is the New Monday. Sorry, guys. The new Friday, Friday is a new Monday. Friday is a new Monday. I had it all messed up in my brain. Friday is a <laughs> <the> new Monday. <laughs> I love that. That's great. <laughs> 52, 52 Work Life Secrets to Enhance Your Entire Work Week. And it's basically like a coffee table book. It is available on Amazon right now. It just launched about a week ago. So I'm still like playing with the title. We just changed the title last minute as well. So, oh, wow. It's all brand new. Um, but it's a coffee table book for you and your family to come and enjoy, and talk about how to enhance each other's work life and personal life as well. So, personal awesome. and professional development.
0: <laughs> well, everybody, look look up Michelle on uh, Amazon. I bet you'll see all her books. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to go get that book and give it to some of my parents. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, thank you very much again for your time, Michelle, and everybody. You guys have a terrific rest of your week. Bye for now. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for listening to Smart Parents Successful Students Podcast. I hope this episode has been insightful and inspirational. Wherever you're listening, be sure to go ahead and subscribe to get the next episodes and to join our email list by going to www.dynamus.com learningacademycom backslash podcast backslash also it would warm my heart if you reviewed the podcast on Spotify and shared it with your community and remember I believe that every child would benefit from getting extra support outside the classroom whether they are struggling or are part of an advanced or gifted program because teachers just can't do it all Please connect with me about our K-12 tutoring, SAT or ACT prep classes, and writing workshops to help your child excel in school. I can be reached through email at helen at or by phone at 770-282-9931. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.